This is Roxanne from Late Night Trouble, and you're listening to the Free Form Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Free Form Rock Podcast. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. I, I, I got a bone to pick with a star. You don't have to talk to your last uh, here, man. But, right, but first. I'm going to do a fucking Angus Young to your fucking Axl Rose. Show up on time. Be on time. Don't make us wait. Let's fucking go on with the show, man. Who are you talking to? Me? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I wasn't last in here. Today. Well, you were almost last. <laughs> I'm supposed to be contractually, being I am the star of this here fucking outfit. But I'll, I'll do the normal Ed McMahon, Jerry Soupy stuff today. We got Jerry Soupy with us today, as always. The incomparable Jerry Soupy, the greatest three three shots down podcast host ever, and we got back by popular demand from Bob Hay. <laughs> The Mooger Fooger. <laughs> Bob, That's hey. Good. He's back yeah. because fucking the guy rules. I don't fucking care what Bob thinks. <laughs> no, he, he requested it. And hey, it's more than I get. I don't get any requests to you come back. You, dude, we're doing your request next week, man. No, no, no. I'm on the show. I mean, they don't request for me to be here. They, they, they'd probably prefer I took a few hiatuses. But that's okay. <laughs> You're not going to, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen there, haters. But anyway, there's not haters either. I'm just teasing. I'm just oh, trying no, to make. I, I have the haters. You guys don't. I'm the hated one. Here. But it is in my contract. Uh, you know, I got hosed on that BS contract. That was like very flimsy. I didn't have my attorneys look into that. Jerry had to get his chair fixed and got cut, and I had to go first. And uh, But this one here. But the price of beer is going up. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, something. Whiskey went up two bucks. Now it's twenty one dollars, not nineteen ninety nine. One of the beautiful things in Poland, nothing does go up. It's still great. It's cheap. What you drinking today? Show us what you're drinking today, man. It's a beer called Lomsja. <laughs> what's that? What's the alcohol content on that one? Um, death. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't see it. So. <laughs> What was that they, one you drank and you just like totally just knocked out on? Like, that was Carlsberg, Carlsberg 10% with the black elephant damn, on it. Damn. I've got 10% IPAs here. Yeah, I this the American beer is nothing compared to that. IPA is like crap. I like IPA. It's like girl beer. I got it. My wife made me a shirt. It says IPA a lot. IPA a lot. <laughs> when I drink IPA. Fucking American beer, four point two. It's fucking lame. That beer there, Mooger. That is like the uh, Trooper IPA. Oh, I haven't oh, tried that yet. Iron Maiden stuff, right? Yeah, I saw the Iron Maiden beer in Germany, but I didn't buy it. Mm, you should have. No, I didn't have Diano on the on the wrapper. <laughs> they don't have any of them on the wrapper. It's just Eddie. I know. I don't support uh, Diano-less Maiden. Uh, Oh, As you I, know. Oh, I do. We know you do. 
We know you do. He's the I, he's the second best singer in Iron Maiden. Nah, it's just I, I don't know how long these are good for, but I'm going to save these for Charles when he comes to back to America. Now. Uh, All right. He's gonna get. He's gonna give you fucking a disease because those things are probably old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they probably. They're cool. You know those got fermentation. You know beer has like yeah. fucking shit. It'll in just there. be stronger. It'll just be stronger. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm a youngling man when I'm in the states, typically. What's youngling, that? youngling, youngling. What's youngling. my youngling? My other friends drank that natty shit. I don't know what that shit is. Natty, natty light. Oh man, <laughs> that's a fucking that's a piss water. That's a bottom of the barrel bush, man. That's I've never trade. tried it. I go, why are you drinking it? Because it's cheap, and I could get a case of it for this price. I go, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. There's one good. thing you should never do: buy it's alcohol, like buy, buy alcohol in a plastic bottle, and drink cheap beer, <laughs> or drink Mad Dog. <laughs> Oof, shit. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. That's see all these beers I hear about. I've never tried them. No, it's not a beer. That's a cheap ass wine. Yeah. You should do some snorting a Mad Dog. You should bring back the snorting videos. Oh. Or or Boone's Farm. Let's try yeah, some Boone's Farm. You man. want me to get a divorce? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, Mad Dog, Night Train, Boone's Farm, Purple Passion. Anyone Wild, Wild I Irish only knew about Night Train from Guns N' Roses. I go, what the fuck is Night Train? So I fucking... Oh, shit. And then I worked at a gas station with alcohol in there, and I was stocking the thing. I go, oh, shit, this is Night Train. <laughs> I that's saw that's it. That's I go, this is what Guns N' Roses. That's some fucking pain. And I go, the way they that talked shit, about man. it, I don't want to get that fucked up. That's that ripple. Yeah. Ripple, yeah. Lieutenant Dan wine. Lieutenant Dan, yeah. Oh, shit. I remember when I worked graveyard at that uh, that fucking gas station liquor store. God dang, you get the weirdest people at fucking three in the morning. What's well, Cal <laughs> California, too. I mean, oh, dude. Of yeah, no, no, you try doing third shift at Walmart. Dude, dude. I've noticed. Like the weird like, motherfuckers. I, I could tell when somebody's going to do a beer run. I got so good at that shit. It's like I see one guy. Two guys come in, one guy sits outside the door, and the other guy goes to the beer case and grabs the 18 packs. And so, as I saw that one guy sitting there waiting for his friend to come out, I walk towards the door and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And he drops the beer in front of me and runs out. <laughs> and my manager saw the film. He says, Just let him have the beer. All I did was act like I was cleaning. <laughs> Dude, you need something. You need something about your law and order in your state, dude. There's fucking uh, those mass fucking like robberies they're doing there. Yeah, they call uh, Washington D.C. is cleaning up their fucking robberies right now by giving by putting people in jail. California, let's not get yeah, political. Fuck here. California, but I'm no, just... it's not a political thing. It's a shitty thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because when you're allowed to steal nine hundred ninety nine stuff uh, dollars per incident. So you, yeah. one guy during COVID carjack uh, stole I'm three cars in one day, got out. He stole one car and then he got out, <clears> no <throat> bail, stole another car, got caught again, got out, stole a third car in the same day. <laughs> they kept letting him out. <laughs> Talk about a tale of the two most liberal states. California, they'd let him go. New York, they'd probably shoot him as they'd fucking leave. All right, you know well, I mean? let's get out of this, different political, attitudes. this political shit. It's bringing me down. <laughs> I'm trying to get high here. You're bringing down my buzz, dude. What the fuck? But, uh, man, what I was going to say, it also, uh, I almost got fired because this one guy came in, like, at, like just before we locked the doors, we locked the doors at midnight, and then they have to go through the little walk-up window. 
And this guy came in and uh, he's like, give me your money. I go, what? I said, give me all your money. And he pulls out this little, you know, those little uh, toenail clippers with the little blade that comes up the file. Yep. <laughs> he breaks that out. And I looked at him and go, really, dude? I go, come on. You'd have to jump over that counter and I'd knock you out before you got here. And he ran out. And my manager yelled yeah, at me I was, again. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, would say, I would say, do you have Vaseline with that? It's going to hurt going up your fucking ass. Because <laughs> I was like, loud. And then I got in trouble again. Dude, you watch that video way too closely. <laughs> he, he did it because of that baseball cap you're wearing. <laughs> Go Dodgers, man. Dude, did they get swept last year as well? Didn't Atlanta sweep them? No, the Padres didn't sweep them last year. No, Atlanta did. No, Atlanta didn't sweep them last year. They got, they lost, they they got knocked out by the Padres, but they won the first game of that series. This year they got swept. But just all put right. it this way, even though this isn't BS, all the teams with a bye week lost in their first series, all except for the Houston Astros, but they eventually lost. Go Texas. Um, but that's it, man. Let's get into what are we doing today, Charles, man? Well, before we, I, I was going to say something, but I forgot. Go ahead. Uh, we're doing it. I, I don't remember what it was. Other than, uh, fuck, man, it sucks to be a Cleveland sports fan. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah, that I was... Can't, I that can't was, say anything bad about them. Fuck. Let's, let's timestamp this episode. Go Browns, right, this week? You two in that corner? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You need us to win this week. That's correct. Okay. That is true. Well, well you'll do better. Deshaun isn't playing, so... Oh, my God. Don't remind me. Um, what we're doing this week, it's really interesting because another timestamp was we just had a Rolling Stones episode come out the week of this recording, which was the newest Rolling Stones album, the Hackney Diamonds. But this week, we're going to do their first ever live album from circa 1966. The Rolling Stones got live if you want it. And uh, is, this is our live album series. I promise to the Freeform Nation, no, no more Rolling Stones for at least six months or so. We, we've done now the third Rolling Stones album in this quarter or so, and that, that, that's good for a while. we got to get back uh, to my soundtrack thing, Eddie and the Cruisers, man. <laughs> this, was, this, this, was just, this was a happy coincidence because the Stones happened to put out a new album, which obviously, by a review was a mixed review and uh but we'll see i mean this is an interesting album and i think there's some interesting points about this album um first of all in my day i think kiss alive was always considered the most doctored made up phony baloney live album ever i really do believe that alive or alive too alive both of them right more than Alive yeah. 2? Every Kiss Alive album, live album's been doctored. Well, I, know where I know where Charles is going with this, and this is cool. Go for it, Charles. Um, but I think maybe the Rolling Stones started it first <clears throat> with this live album. I think they might have. And as we get into the tracks, there's going to be two for sure. That is definitely a Kiss Alive 2 worthy. Which Jerry will know what I mean. I'm pretty sure Mark will move as well. Very alive, too worthy. And uh, the fight in crowd. Oh, we'll get that. We'll get to that point. But uh, <laughs> I didn't compare it, it to Kiss because I'm not a huge Kiss fan. But I'll take you guys' word on it. So 
Well, this, that, yeah, exactly, Mooger. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I like Kiss. I don't love them. Put it that. There you go. But uh, respect. There might have been some doctoring on yeah. this record, like quite a bit. It was made as a stopgap. Uh, I didn't read every single thing about it, but it was made as a stopgap due to aftermath hit big in the states, and they wanted something out. <clears throat> like whatever was after aftermath. I'm not a Rolling Stones superstar well, historian. It's on Wikipedia, it says this was after aftermath because they yeah. great, and, and you're right. They wanted something to keep the United States crowd enthused with them. So. Interestingly enough, it was supposedly it was it was sold to the world. It was all recorded in the Royal Albert Hall, which it wasn't because after the song, the second song on that show, the crowd jumped the stage and the lady, the little girls were all jumping on Mick and Keith and shit like that. So basically, it was a bunch of tracks recorded all over the island of England. With the exception of two, which we'll get into those as we get to them. The Alive 2 tracks, as I call it. And, uh, but that's interesting in and of itself. And bear in mind, the Beatles, they have a live album, Live from the Hollywood Bowl. But it was an album that was lost in translation for quite a long time. It was out in the 70s and it fell off circulation. Then when that movie came out that Ron Howard made... It was re-released. There's a reason why these live albums had a hard time with the Beatles and the Stones in the mid-60s. Basically because the chicks all lost their fucking shit and recording technology was not up to snuff at all for a live setting, so all you got was nothing but screams. It was the same challenge with the uh, Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Well, and the, the screams, the screams, but you don't know about the crowd noise? The crowd noise. It was a lot of it too. Was the power of the amps? Um, they the overdubbed the crowd into this album. Uh not completely. Not completely. Um, through most of these gigs, the the sound engineer hung microphones from the top balconies, which is a strange way to do it. You never see this done again. But they didn't have soundboard technology like they would have. 10 years later, 15 years later, whatever. They, they did what they did. Keith Richards said, boy, what a difference from a studio to this kind of setup. I know where you're going with that. That would be the Kiss Alive 2 tracks. Oh. Two Kiss Alive 2 tracks on this album. And there was two tracks on Kiss Alive 2 that we'll touch on that when we get to these songs that were not played on that on that set list for that tour. And all you have to do is listen to the soundboard live at Des Moines, which would have been the same tour that Alive 2 was recorded, and there's a bunch of songs missing. And two songs were added. But we'll get to that when we get into the album. And this is the classic, the original classic lineup. And... Uh, but I noticed, too, some interesting things like some instruments not credited at all that you hear on these recordings. So I really wonder how much this was alive versus not alive. But like I said, for some reason, my beloved Kiss got stuck with the whole phony baloney live album nonsense. 
But I think this has been going on for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah I think oh. that, that, that was probably the best technology they had to do a live album back then. I mean, uh, I don't know how they would, you know, technology was pretty limited back then as well. But, so. but also oh. the Stones didn't like this album. They disavowed it, too. They didn't like this album at all. They hated it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I read where if you can find it on vinyl, it's a huge collector's item. In England, yeah, they only produced like a... a really vinyl, hard. Really hard, yeah, produced a vinyl. Yeah, because this was released for America, but in Europe, man, this album on LP is fucking rare, and they'll pay a pretty penny for it. I'm like, God. I, I, found, it. I found it on iTunes probably 10 years ago. Hey. Something like that. That's how I found it, was on iTunes. And it's like, oh, wow, nifty. And then I listened to it, and then it came to my mind when whatever, for whatever reason. I'm deranged. But I thought this would be a live album to pick in our series. But hey, uh, let's see what Mooger thinks about Rolling Stones and where he sits. Hey, ask Mooger his MVP and less valuable player of uh, the Rolling Stones, because we've already done it like three times. Yes, but I have an interesting curveball in this one. <laughs> Go ahead, Mooger. What, do you want me to do the MVP? Oh, what yeah. do you think about Stones? Who's your MVP? Least valuable? All this stuff. Okay. <clears throat> now, believe it or not, people won't agree with me, but I think Charlie Watts was the uh, MVP of the Stones for the longest time. And they man somehow couldn't hit the snare and the hi-hat at the same time, but... All that being said, he had a, a swing and a groove that when he played in the Stones, you just knew it was Charlie. He was rock solid, not just because he passed away. I always liked Charlie. I thought Bill Wyman was an underrated bass player, even though you never even knew he was there, even though he was. He, he never play? made a presence. You had to check for a pulse every now and then to make sure he was there. Yeah. But really, I mean, that, that's like asking me who's the worst and best of Zeppelin. I mean, everyone had their spot. I mean, Keith obviously has his role. Mick has his role. They're still going strong. Um, I'm not a huge Stones guy. I mean, if I know plenty of Rolling Stones, and I grew up with them in my life for sure. I mean, who, who hasn't? Who didn't? I mean, one of my bucket lists is still to see them live someday. Um, I unfortunately missed out on the chance to see them in July 4th, 2016, I think. 2015 or 2016 in Indianapolis. I, I regret that. But not a huge Stones fan. Um, as far as this record goes, I can't say that I've ever heard it other than doing my homework for this record. And I'm with Charles on this. Um, there are some songs, and we'll get to them as we get to them, but there are some songs that absolutely are a mess, and that's wonderful because I can tell that's live. And there are some songs that sound just a little too in sync with some stuff overdubbed. So, um, not a huge Stones fan. I respect the hell out of them. They're American, England, rock and roll institution. But um, to say that I listen to them or they're even on a playlist, that'd be lying. But I do enjoy many, many of their songs. Yeah. Right on. Charles Let's just say my, hey, I, all I can say. Well, I can say Mark real quick, and I'll let Mark you take it over again. My least valuable might change on this album. <laughs> but let's get Jerry's thoughts. Uh, were you aware of this album before? Had you listened to it much? Or 
I may have heard. I, I believe this is one of the albums. My I always say my sister had these albums growing up. I think she did have this album, and um, yeah, I mean it's it's an okay live album. I mean, like you said, you mentioned all those intricacies earlier about is this truly a live album or not? But uh, yeah, I enjoy the Stones. I like the Stones better than the Beatles. I know that's an unpopular opinion. So is again, it? I don't know. Again, it's kind of fifty fifty between our groups. Yeah. I'm not going to go with, my, you know, I'm going to leave my MVP and least valuable player a mystery. Just listen to the other two Stones episodes. You'll find out how I think they, <laughs> they are. But, uh, yeah, um, this is cool, man. This is a very good, uh, another great album to at least, you know, listen to again and, you know, revisit. So, yeah, you know, looking forward. This podcast now has four Rolling Stones reviews, man. We need to, like, uh, give this band a year off. Uh, shit. I think we did. A- but one more thing, I think you know, Mooger, you still have like thirty or forty years to have a chance to see the stone, so you'll be you'll be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he sold his soul a long time ago. He'll be around. Oh my God, I, I'm just gonna say, like, you're wrong if you think the Stones are better than the Beatles. But that's okay. But uh, I like the Stones. I've talked about the Stones Dude, it, before. Hold on, hold on. It, it was just that I was growing up with the Stones more than the Beatles. That's probably well. The then you had a bad childhood. I'm sorry. Nothing. No just <laughs> no disrespect for the Beatles whatsoever. I'm not saying to that the Beatles. Fair, to be fair, I did too. No disrespect. No disrespect for the Beatles at all. ACDC is better than the Rolling Stones. Is pure rock and roll. Hell yeah. Mm. Pure okay. rock and roll. They don't need to do songs that sound like Taylor Swift. I get that. Scratchy. You're right about ACDC. You know what you're going to get every album. That but is AC/DC true. ACDC hasn't made a bad album. The Stones have made like three or four. Yeah, but the, I bet the Stones have like 50 more albums on them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, power up maybe was we'll just, get a couple was, more out of Brian. Power, power, up, power up was just okay. It wasn't great. In my opinion. Power up ruled. My oh home. my god. It was oh, good. Missed the I'm time. I'm not saying it sucked. I'm oh not saying God. it sucked, man. It's better than that, dude. Stiff upper lip. I love Fuck stiff upper lip. New York City. I feel safe in New York City. I fucking love that group. Don't know. And I did not. I, I did not like that group. Like that hey, hey, Jerry, can I say? Black, listen Black to stiff upper. Like listen to stiff upper lip. That has like so much album. different like types it. of. They they go in a different groove on that album. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? I said I like that album. I don't like Black Ice either. I don't like that album. Oh, I like Black Ice. Well, nothing does. Oh, oh, yeah, all these Walmart exclusive albums kind of suck. These Walmart exclusive albums kind of suck. So. Yeah, just like uh, Sonic Boom. Big time suck. Well, Jesus. Just, just go buy Appetite from Destruction from uh, from uh, Walmart. You get their I'm bleeping innocent. <laughs> You know what I bought? You know what was interesting? Hey, Scribble, you'll love this, being you're a kid rock nut swinger. Oh, I geez. bought Devil Without a Cause from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> that looks strange. They, they were up, giving, those, were they giving yeah. away those at the door? They put shotgun sounds over all the bad words. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Walmart don't albums are edited, dude. Uh, they don't want cuss words on that shit, dude. Well, they're selling Ghost fucking Imperia album there. I'm like, I bet it's what, edited. What that fucking sounds like. There's not many bad words in Ghost songs. Yeah, I'm surprised they even let them, you know, sell that album there. Don't ever buy Appetite from Destruction from Walmart. 
No, I, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, this was wow. even better. This was even better. I know you two maybe aren't. Yeah, I know you're not big fans of this guy, but I bought Master P from from Walmart. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Just every other word was some kind of like bleep, bleep. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Make him say, na 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 na, and then when it went into like the main song, it was like, yes, bleep, yes, no, bleep, 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 Jerry, bleep. Jerry, you worked at Walmart. You never knew that. No, I never bought albums from Walmart. The only time I buy albums from Walmart and they're doing it again this year is ten dollar Black Friday albums, where every album's ten dollars. Oh, yeah. That's why Axel picked uh, Best Buy because he didn't want to have Chinese Democracy edited in any way. I bought that first day it came out, and I still like that album. I mean, the last time I bought from Walmart, I think it was like the Stevie Nicks album or something like well, that. Well, I knew so not to buy an album that was like had cuss words on it because you would get bleepity 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 bleep. Fine. Buy clean albums from Walmart. That's no big deal. I mean, but, well, you can yeah. buy all the Britney Spears you want, man. We're the goddamn First Amendment podcast here. We don't like fucking edited music. No, no fucking shit, dude. No way. Fuckers, I don't want to hear clean shit. And anyway, but the Rolling Stones, they I'm wondering, do they sell Hackney Diamonds? Did you guys go look? I don't I know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I was there a couple days ago. I didn't see it. I always go and look. I well, that song with Paul or Paul is filled with flim flarm, flim flarm filth. Well, well Ruben yeah. De La Rosa rearranged the Walmart vinyl. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> I mean, Breed Lebowski. But uh, there you well, go. Well, hey, did you hear any of the new Rolling Stones album? I haven't heard it. I miss it much. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I keep an open mind, but I just haven't checked it out yet. A lot of other new stuff in front of it yet. So. Oh, fuck yeah. We want to do a... a well, I a, think it's better than 72 seasons. No. Probably. No. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. No. I yes. love that fucking album. Fuck you guys. Amazing. Fuck. It's a great record. Love great 72 record. Seasons. That's you get, not you, Metallica. That's like uh, Ariana Grande. You know what? I don't mean any trendy. You guys are trendy and not liking that album. I don't I, care if it's trendy or I, not. I know what Metallica is, sir, and that is not Metallica. Fucking Metallica. That ain't no saying anger shit. Hockey Diamonds has a shot of making my having my best of 2023 to 72 seasons is even close to making what? my top. What? No, not shit. even. No, Overkill maybe. Mm. Overkill maybe. Rival Sons is up there for me right now. Those two albums they released this year. Number one, they're like Night Ranger Junior. We never hear the end of this rival sons ever. You never listen to them. They're fuck. If you like the doors, if you like the doors, blues, and fucking just like raw rock and roll, Charles, you like raw. You like Johnny Thunders. This band yeah. records their album in one or two takes. It ain't fucking polished. And they have a Ford, they have a Ford truck commercial too. But I also love Ghost, who is. Full of auto tune and computerized stuff, and I love it. I love, love, well, love. You like raw shit. I don't understand why you don't want to give Rival Sons a chance. Charles, Charles, what, what's your issue? Rival with Sons is pretty Sons? good. I like Rival Sons. Huh? So. Well, Charles, what's your issue with Rival Sons? I like it. Too... I like Mark it. Talks about it. Mark Come talks on. about it 24 7. Uh, this is too <laughs> retreadish. This guy. It's too retreadish. 
<laughs> it isn't. It's different. That vocalist fucking have it's you heard his version of Vocally Devoted to You? God dang, that guy could sing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Excuse me, god damn it. Don't ever bring up Olivia Newton-John in a negative way he, again. No, he did a tribute to her. It was amazing. Acoustic. Okay. Acoustic. I, I agree with Charles. I'll, I'll play my physical album. Don't don't tempt me. Yeah. I love okay. Olivia Newton-John. I like the Xanadu movie, for God's sake. So. Oh, we, oh, yeah. You hate disco. You hate you hate you hate all There's that. There's ELO on that album. That ain't disco. Well, I love Xanadu. Yeah, I do too. Don't make uh, me. Don't make us that. Do that. I am uh, Olivia and Newton John Nutswinger here. All right. I even like some of the country <laughs> shit she did. So don't give me shit about her. I rival sons did a great tribute to her, man. Well, I'll check it out for that alone. Yeah. But check it not, out. Check it out, Charles. Give it a second cock, chance. Bro. They're not goblin cock. <laughs> goblin cock is the greatest new thing I ever found. Thank you, Aaron Camaro. Hey, but yes. Courtney Courtney didn't get the joke about goblin cock. She just yes, she did. Up. She laughed. She laughed at it. Yeah, you're not gonna pull pull the wool over her eyes. She's, she's, uh, she's she, she, she will be be back on for a squeeze album. She already gave me the name Damn. of the album. The fruit of a oh, Jesus Christ. Through What's effort? wrong with fucking Paul Kerr? Uh, well, you might be off for two uh, weeks uh, at that time. So yeah, exactly. from a still. No, we got to get Jerry on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, Courtney's on. I'm there. I'll tell my wife it's like it's a you know, priority. Well, tell your <laughs> wife I love her and let you do the show, man, because it's, we only hey. got you for two hours. Dude, my wife fucking is the only one working right now. I'll be working until February. She wants Here. to fucking go. We live in the sticks too, so we want to go somewhere for a night like Nashville or something. So. Not but, the uh, but sticks. Living. Nah, but you know what am I supposed to do? Come on. I under I understand, dude. But I'm just saying, dude. Is she still a fan of me, Jerry? Can dude, she, we talked about you last night, man. She said you, know, you, you were could, fucking. You, you, you are the most. She said you were the most fucking real person she's ever met in her life. Oh fuck me! Oh, she, no, 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 no. Because oh, yeah. what, what what he said, I listened to half of it. Made a lot of fucking sense, dude. I mean, Charles is just fucking down. He knows what's up, man. I mean, what he says is true about how you know this situation with you know yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll we, talk about it here, but, uh, yeah. and Jessica's like, yeah. I fucking respect the hell out of that, dude. Well, I appreciate it. Tell her Seriously, I said it. I, I'm not making it so, up. I so swear. I guess I was fake. No, dude, well, she liked you too, dude. Yeah. You, you, yeah, but you were. But Charles you, you, is cuter than me. I, I understand. He's got that voice. She loved Diane. You, you know, well, yeah. But I, I understand. Him. She didn't like me. That's cool. The only thing I'm mad about is that fucking beard Mooger Fooger has. God damn, I gotta hit puberty. I mean, I gotta get that shit down there like that. God I trimmed about four inches off this morning. Oh, you know what? Well, I fucked up, actually, dude. I was going there and then I trimmed it off. That you was have to. Thing. You have to. No, but I think it's all shitty at the ends and then you gotta trim yeah, it. It's all fucking back better. You fucked up right now. I just gotta ride it out. But anyway. Let's get yeah, into the album, Mark. Well, it's, yeah, I was just about to say that, but you guys kept cutting me off, so I let you guys what? go. Mark, what? You're, you're, you, Mark. Un, you're Mark. the uncutest <laughs> dude of the Freeform Rock podcast. Yeah, Jerry's but I'm not the 
I'm not the fucking like main host here. You guys are going talking about your stuff. I let you guys go, man. I don't. Well, let's go. I'll guide, I'll guide the motherfucker then. Well, we're doing the first track here on Got Live. If you want it, under my thumb. Let's go with Mark's thought first. <laughs> hey, this is cool. I like this. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have to think as much. This live version is on crack. Sped the fuck up. I like it. <laughs> Like it made it more rocking, but the original is no slouch. I do like this version because it's like on crack. Right, uh, Mooger Fooger. I can't uh, can't argue with Mark on that one. When I heard the opening track, we all know the original is about half this pace, um, yeah. but it comes out screaming like an opener. They're energetic. The crowds into it. They're a little bit sloppy with the delivery, which is awesome. Because that's how I kind of feel that this is live. This is how it was coming across. If they overdubbed anything on this, it got past me. Because it's sloppy, it's fast, it's energetic, it's everything I think an opener should be. I think the Rolling Stones nailed this one. Well, I'm going to give it to Jerry last, and I'll give my review of it. Uh, this recording has so much fury in it. This is like proto-punk. The whole record, 1966, uh, full of energy. Obviously, being most Stones show would descend into riots in this day and age. It probably adds to the nervous energy of the song. I really like the use of the guitar to cover th for the lack of marimba uh, from the studio version here. And I am digging, usually my least valuable player of this band, but on this album, I think he's my MVP. Bill driving this number along. Absolutely full of adrenaline here and leads to a faster tempo and temperature to the Stones classic. Great opener to my ears, dudes. Let's keep it moving here. On to you, Jerry. You're just like waking up in the morning on Thanksgiving Day where you try to starve yourself. Just so you can enjoy that fucking Thanksgiving feast, how hungry you get. This fucking band was hungry on this fucking performance, dude. They were starving. This is a fucking true heavy hitter, man. You know, you can question, and Mooger mentioned this about the imperfections on this, the fucking song. That just makes it a whole lot better, in my opinion, dude. And you mentioned Bill's bass player, Charles, man. It is on fire, man. Hello. What happened to you, dude, over the years, man? Um, the fucking just. You know, it's faster tempoed, it's raw, it's fucking energetic, you know. I don't know exactly if it's totally live, but even if they just did it in the studio or fucking basement and jamming it, it kicks ass, dude. This is a great start. Four out of five. All right. So we get to the next track, and that is Get Off My Cloud, right? Yeah, you know who picked what, so you kind of got to guide it, Mark. You well, know, I, I know. Oh, it's, La it's Lady Jane. I know. Right? You know. No, it's Get Off no, My Cloud, Lady Jane's yeah. 3. Uh, so I must have skipped one then. Well, then you you miss, you miss Get Off My Cloud? Yeah. I guess I did. Damn. There's 12 well, songs on this album, dude. For you. Let me check. No, I guess I missed it. Well, well then, well, Jerry, I... we'll go to you last. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll just, uh, I really love the song. I didn't listen to it, so I don't know, but I'm sure it's fucking great performance. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> all right, Mooger. Uh, Lady Jane? 
Yeah. Uh, no, get off my cloud. Oh, get off my cloud. I'm sorry. I lost audio for a brief moment. I <laughs> fix it. Um, get off my cloud. Uh, another uh, good beat up, good tempo to it. Um, this one doesn't have so many imperfections, so I wonder if it's a Kiss Alive 2 track, but it, it does sound really good. The crowd's interactive. Um, I think it's a good track, man. I think it's a good second track on the record. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, it's faster than the original. Wish the guitars were a little higher in the mix, though. But man, Charlie is the star of this fucking live version. I fucking love it. It's fucking cool. They sped it up like a half speed. I fucking like it a lot. And I Charles, man. Well, another track full of piss and vinegar here. Uh, Charlie Watts is playing them drums like, let's hurry up and get this gig over with. I, I want to avoid the screaming, riding chicks. Uh, once again, Bill Wyman. Damn, man. I'm going to I'm going to guess he got screwed on, on a lot of mixes on the records as his bass work is on point here again. I do suspect a bit of a cleanup in the studio on the backing vocals on this. They're they're just a bit too perfect to me. But this is just a guess as the track was mixed pretty well to cover that. It does sound kind of live. It was pretty good mixing on this. Uh, they're just a bit too perfect to me, though. But, uh, you know, overall, it was a really good version of the song. Uh, it does feature some mistiming with Mick at the end. So hell, man, I don't really know what to think other than I dig this version, but I do think it's slight, it pales slightly to the studio. But it's still pretty awesome. All right, now we get to Lady Jane Jerry. <laughs> it's a good ditty, in the words of Jeff Beers. There you go. Now we're on Lady but are, are we on? Are we on? Start me up. Now we're on Lady Jane, dude. <laughs> start me up wasn't even in 1966, dude. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, really. Cletus. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Jerry. Was, uh, yeah, Lady Jane. Lady Jane. Dude, this is a really fucking good song. I love it, man. It's amazing. Do it from that killer heavy hitter, like uh, you know, the last track, whatever. Well, the first track, <laughs> whatever. I didn't do the second track, but anyway. Uh, they do such a such great slower tempo songs, slower tempo songs. Excuse me, Brian Jones, man, writes them. Always, always get some interesting strings for them. The arrangements, um, and you guys mentioned it. Listen to the fucking bass by Bill, man. He's on fire in this album, dude. Um, I really like this song. Four out of five again, man. I just go. This isn't one of my favorite songs by the Stones. Live version is good if you like this song. I don't like this song, so I don't really care for the live version of it. Yeah, I know, I know that you don't like slow stone songs much, do you? I do. There's some good ones coming up on this album. Well, like Wild Horses, you like that song? Oh, I Angie. love Wild Horses. horses. Okay. I mean Horses and Angie. So, what was that? <laughs> Mooger's played sound effects on us. So, Mooger, what do you think of this song, man? Uh, well, yeah, I'm with you, Mark. I mean, not one of my favorites, um, but the live feel of it was very cool because even though it's a slower tempo, it kind of, you know, you have those pickups throughout the song, and uh, that's very cool. I think the production on this is, I don't know, maybe it's because it was a slower song, maybe the production was a little more clear, 
And I think everyone can agree why Bill Wyman is my MVP sometimes yeah. because on this album he's just killing it. I mean, I don't know if it was a recording technique or what, how they were capturing his bass, but man, it it it's yeah. punchy. It comes through. and it stands out too. Yes, I mean, sir. It fucking really does. I'm the yes, only sir. one it, even though... notice his bass playing. I was listening to Charlie Moore. Alex, you should go back and revisit it. Probably will. Yes. Now. Well, it's uh, like I said, not one of my favorite songs, but man, still a powerful tune live on this record, man. Really good. Star Charles, man. Uh, before we, the, the next song, you can pick whoever, I don't know who picked, if anybody picked it, but when we get two songs away from here, I want to go first. Okay, so this one. I mean, Lady Jane, I get why they probably did this song on their gigs to attempt to calm the crowd down a bit because it actually was performed in the gigs on this little tour they were doing. Should have been played with fire. Yeah. As I said earlier, should have been. Uh, that's a way better song. But I've always, and I've always been mixed on these types of songs the Stones did. As I usually say, let the Beatles beat the Beatles. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the 60s chill out type tracks the Stones did. I think by the 70s they hit a groove with that. In the 60s it was very hit and miss. And, uh, I did think this version is actually pretty poor. In fact, I usually skip it. But for this review, I did finish it, and I haven't changed my mind. An amateurish sounding version of a song that I'm not that fond of to begin with. I think we all agree that probably the Nick Taylor version was better than the Brian Jones version in Carnation, right? That era. Give me Play With Fire over Lady Jane. Oh, and he yeah. Did. yeah, but I I get the bad love. You know, I love. You know, I know you guys. Now the one coming up that I prefer to this by far, and thank God right. they're on here. I know you guys don't like strings and orchestra arrangements and shit like that, but I always did. I thought it adds to songs. I'm okay with this. I, 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 awesome. I was something that Brian. I was something that Brian. That Brian Jones did. Dude, I'm, I I agree, Jerry, by a superior band from Four Lads from Liverpool. But not necessarily these dudes. No. These are strong from London. So he's saying, yeah, but stop trying to copy the Beatles and just be the Stones. That's what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. I agree okay. with Charles on that one because I hate Lady yeah. Jane. <laughs> yeah, it's, I like it. I like it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I hate... always skip that song. Fuck that song. What is play that? With fire, I can play it. Like, yeah, you know that's so you guys. I should have skipped that song instead of uh, fucking uh, the other get one. Get off huh? my cloud! Yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's got that flutish sounding shit, and I hate flute. Next song, let's go Fuger Fuger first, unless somebody picked it. Did anybody pick "Not no, Fade Away"? Pick "Not Fade Away." No. Nope. Go with Fuger Fuger, "Not Fade Away." Um. That's one of the, the more familiar ones I was with on this record. Um, I don't mind it, um, but once again, not one of my favorite Stone tunes. Um, I think on this record, you guys have picked some other ones that you'd rather hear. Maybe I'd rather hear you know a couple of other ones than this. So not my favorite, um, but I think it's solid enough to be represented, and I think they do it well enough. I mean, it's a Michael Holly, Holly, a it's a Holly, Holly, Holly cover, right? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 
Buddy Holly. Not huge. What, what was his name? Norman Petty or Charles Harden? What was his real name? I don't care. I just wondered what his real name was. That's all. I always thought it was just Buddy Holly. All right. Well, it says written by Norman <laughs> Petty. That's not him. Well, Weezer. Weezer Charles, Har Charles Harden. It was uh, Charles Harden Holly. So they Tom Petty's dad. Buddy Tom Petty's dad. Buddy Tom Petty's dad. Tom Petty's dad. Tom Petty's But his real name was Charles Harden. Buddy Holly. Yes. Okay, Weezer's best song is Buddy Holly. So, Jerry, what do you think of Not Fade Away on this album? It's just okay. And this is the part of the album where I can probably, you know, you know, do without. It's okay. It's a good cover. It's nothing really standout-ish. I mean, it's just decent. I really don't really have much more to say about it. But it is a stone, so I'll give it a three out of five. I'll go next, Mark, and then you go last. Because okay. I want to take the next one first. Uh... Interestingly, there is no harmonica player credited on this track, and it's very prominent. Did, was I the only one that heard, heard harmonica throughout it? No. You didn't hear harmonica? Really? I heard harmonica. Let's check that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not credited. And I'm going to guess that was added in studio after the fact. As you hear Mick singing over it prominently throughout, and typically he was the harmonica player. Typically. Brian Jones might have been able to do it, but it usually was Mick. Uh, this is a Buddy Holly song that helped break the stones through. Uh, another great driving version <laughs> of this early stone standard. Uh, this is where you start to really realize that the performance was not from one venue. As the sound quality is definitely different yes. than some from the previous tracks. Once again, man, Bill Wyman is the performer on this recording. I'm most impressed with. He's on the po he's in the pocket throughout the number, and you don't. And I agree with Mark. He brought you touched on earlier. Unfortunately, you don't get a lot of the guitars throughout this album. I mean, I guess that's because of the crowd noise. The shitty amps, the way the mics were, whatever. It was early 60s or mid-60s. It was tough to do that. But you hear that Bill Wyman bass throughout this album. And it's really good. Uh, not the greatest version I've heard, but for the sense of historical value and having a feeling of early Stones shows, it's worth a listen. Yeah, I bet this album doesn't show you what they were really like live it could have been different than what you hear on the album but this is blues on crack man i fucking love this version this fucking rocks and rolls i like it this is like the stones this is their blues thing it's like the beatles did the blues good but the, i think the stones had the beatles on the blues they had, i agree they had a more bluesy feel than the beatles did and the beatles did w what they did best but this is where we get the stones, man. We get the sleazy fucking blues. I fucking love this track. And yeah, the guitars aren't prominent. Maybe that's why Bill, uh, Charlie, Charlie sounds so great on this album. Because Bill Ward is, I'm not Bill Ward. I'm fucking, uh, Bill Wyman is laying down at fucking killer bass lines. So I fucking love this fucking song, man. Okay, so I I'm looking at song facts, and it does say that Brian Jones played the harmonica on it. I'm he might have. It didn't on the wiki. So yeah. wiki needs to get their shit together. Yeah, I donated three bucks to you guys, bitches. Get your shit together. But I, 
I still think that this song, this track was cleaned up a little bit. I do. But we'll segue into I've Been Loving You Too Long, which is our first Kiss Alive 2 <laughs> track. Recorded in the studio with crowd noise added. So this is your uh, Tomorrow and Tonight from Kiss Alive 2. And that's how that was done, because that was not played on the Love Gun Tour. Uh, and honestly, I was pretty bummed when I found that out. Uh, because it's one of my favorite tracks on this record. Uh, it maybe isn't so much anymore because it's a phony baloney live recording. But eh, actually, I don't care. I love a live, so obviously I dig me some phony baloney. And it explains why... Why I think we finally get a prominent, some prominent clear guitars on a song. Because it was done in the studio. It wasn't done with the girl screaming over these tiny amps they had at the time. And we get more uncredited work, unless Jerry can find it, from a saxophonist. Not quite as good as the Otis Redding original, but I've always enjoyed the Stones version of this song. I still do, but it is now my second. It used to be my favorite, so I found out it was totally a studio track. Uh, it's my second favorite on the album, even if they did rip off Kiss. There you go. Check it out, Lee. Let's go to Fuger on I've Been Loving You So Long. Well, I... I'm absolutely in love with the Otis Redding version. Um, this one is, is definitely studio with overdub live. I mean, it's, it's well documented. They either recorded this one in California or England. I can't remember. There are a couple of different studios they used, but um, what a great, what a great song. I don't care. I mean, I think they did a great job with it. Um, whether it's studio or live two track overdub crowd, who cares? I think it's a great song. What do you guys think? Well, I'll go. go I'll go. My God, this is horrible. I didn't think about the studio, but if it's in the studio, <laughs> why does Mick, Mick's voice sound so fucking bad? Why is his voice sound so fucking whiny and fucking like Blink 182 ish? God dang. This song is fucking. Isn't the Stones I love? This song fucking sucks. Jerry. <laughs> Yo, well, that's how you really feel. Okay, I'm hearing it from people that are thinking it's Andrew Love, the actual original saxophone player, came in <clears throat> in the studio and laid down the sax on this one. But like I said, this is from a not you know 100% reliable source, so we'll leave it at that. But anyway, I agree with Mark. Um, doesn't really do much for me. I love Otis Redding, man. You're talking about people that don't get credit for influencing people. Fucking Otis Redding is everywhere as far as 70s music, as far as influencing, man. Dude's incredible, but yeah, Nick's voice is like, I don't know, dude. Doesn't I, do much okay. for me. The whole production doesn't do much for me. Um, but like I said, it's just stone, so I'm going to give it a three out of five. Maybe it was rushed. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't have time well, to it, do this shit. I mean, if, it, if that is true, if that's the guy that played sax on it, it's definitely, you know, 100% in the studio, so... Who played sax on it, Boy George? Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Love. Andrew oh. Love. Who the hell is that? Mike Love's oh. brother? 
I'm checking out. Well, Mike Love plays some sax if you watch Kokomo. (laughs) (laughs) I like that song. Who was that dude on the fucking bongos, man? Who was that guy that actor? John John Stamos. John Stamos. Fuck, was that all about? Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, What's the next song, Mark? Fortune Teller. The next song is fucking uh, We Inside One with Fortune Teller, Jerry. Oh, shit. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is not very good. To do without this one is boring and unexcited. That's all I really said about this song. This is a two out of five, even though it is a stone. It's pretty bad. All right. I'll go next. Uh, Oh, now we get you the good part. Oh yes, this is my stone. I fucking love the groovy, lively, and not boring like those other two songs. <laughs> uh, do you not? I I like both these, the studio version and this version. I like this one. It's pretty lively. I like it. Mooger. I think this is once again the stones kind of hit entering punk territory. It. You guys might not agree, but I can hear the Ramones doing this song, to be honest with you. Oh, I can hear that. Uh, Proto Punk? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of uh, kind of got that four-on-the-floor, punky, snotty kind of vocal to it. Uh, uh, kind of just kind of straight-up strumming guitar, you know, 4-4. Four, four. I mean, I really like it. I think it had a lot of energy, and it was a good, it was a good pick for a live album. Uh, Charles, man. Well, the other Kiss Live 2 track here. <laughs> I like this one, though. I like this was video version past this live track with crowd overdubbed. Uh, I think this one is a bit more obvious as the vocals do have a studio feel to it. Uh, Mick, Mick Jagger can show Liam Gallagher how to use the tambourine. Is <laughs> uh, he showing how it's done? And if you don't know, re-listen to it because that thing he was doing it was badass a decent version of the song but i always found it slightly forgettable originally from the stones in general it's not one of my favorite stone songs from the early days but it's a bit more enjoyable here on this album but it's a bit of a filler track as far as this album goes all right man whoa Damn. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Hey, uh, so who's, uh, that was... Last time, and I think I picked it. Yeah, you picked last time, so you're just last time on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Don't 
guy. So, Charles, you picked the last time, man. Well, with the last time, I have absolutely no idea why it starts out with satisfaction. <laughs> Was it a mistake? Was it a tape error? I don't know. Um, maybe that's something they did at the time. I'm not sure. I haven't a clue because it abruptly stops and then starts with that unmistakable Brian Jones guitar lick. I've always loved that riff, and I still do. It's my favorite track on the album, but it also happens to be my favorite of the Rolling Stones' early singles, like the early days. I agree with you. Uh, I do detect some studio doctoring as it's fairly obvious, because I hear Mick on backing vocals as well as the lead vocals <laughs> in the chorus. Uh, but then matter is this is a kick-ass version of my favorite early Stones original rockers, and it's my favorite track on the album. Uh, Mooger. Well, it's full of energy. It's got a great riff. Um, to be honest with you, the recording to me, my ears are shot, but it sounded a bit of a mess. Um, kind of all kind of like a big garbage can put together. Which is weird, sense. right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, but man, it had energy. It moved, and I would have never picked out that doctoring had Charles not pointed that out. But as soon as you said that, it clicked. That you hear Mick doing backgrounds as well as the, as, <laughs> same, as the lead. Same here so. on that one. I didn't notice that either. But yeah. Great pick. Great. great. Charles, but I'm gonna go back and listen to that. I'm sure I'll pick it out. So good that's call, why, That's Let's... why he's the star. There you are, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I do. Know, I do know the song. I, I I must have skipped that one as well. I don't know what the fuck version I was listening to. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, I can I can imagine it's time to get live. It's a fucking great song. I think it was just a single. It wasn't on an actual album, wasn't it? No, cool. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool fucking tune. So I can imagine it's not good live. So. I'm going to give it a four out of five, even though I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then you're agreeing with all of us. This song kicks ass, groove harmony. Uh, this is one of my top five like, songs by them. Classic, studio, and live. I like both of these versions. This song fucking rules. Great pick, fucking Charles. I would have picked this. Thank you. But I always, I always take the last pick, because that's what I do. But uh, Jerry, you pick the next track. I hope you listen to it. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about time is on my side. No, right? uh, 19th oh, Nervous no, Breakdown. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. All right, so here's 19th Nervous Breakdown on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. 
David, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. All right, Jerry. Nineteenth nervous breakdown. Did you listen to this, or you thought it was Jason, Jason and the Scorchers? This live performance. All right. This proves everything I heard from the Stones and the Beatles. Stones has the edge live. Ooh. Ah. All right. All right. This is a fucking great song. This is what I'm talking about. This this the song. The studio album alone is fucking awesome. This song fucking rules, man. Um, I said the live shit already. Uh, the Beatles comparison live is debatable. I already said that. What the fuck? They're both awesome bands, but this song fucking rips live, man. They're firing at all cylinders here. This is a five out of five, hands down, the best performance on this album, in my opinion. I'm going to let Uger go next, but I just have to say coming soon to you down the road, live from the Hollywood Bowl, the Beatles. Sure. Uh, All right. Move you know, the You know, I love no, the no Beatles, mark. but I was hoping you were going to say the doors. But okay. Oh, Mooger Fooger. Yeah, it's always the Beatles and Stones. We'll see who's better on a live recording. But go yeah, ahead. 90% of the population, I believe, thinks the Beatles are better than the I think Stones. the doors have better recorded live albums than both those bands. That's just me. But, uh, so the stones, the stones are like my Oingo Boingo to Mark, I guess. I don't know. I love Oingo Boingo. Boingo. Don't talk shit about the Boingo. <laughs> Better live albums than both of them, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Tesla? Maybe. Okay, go ahead, Fugger. Fugger. Tesla's got okay. live I, shocked, I, I shocked Mark there with a Tesla. I think he had some great live shit. Thanks. Go ahead. I don't even know where we are now. Well, Neither do I. Well, you're on uh, uh, 19th Nervous Breakdown. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know that. But we they ain't live without the net, though. Beatles, Stones, Tesla. I don't know where we're at, man. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> That's a free form. <laughs> now we're at what? Van Halen. I, I the greatest horror. No, we're at Van Hagar. The greatest <clears throat> horror movie ever made, live without a net. Okay, the next song here is 19th Nervous Breakdown, Mooger Fooger. <laughs> Your thoughts? My thoughts are, it does sound like a Beatles tune. Um, what? Wow. It, to me. Uh, but it, it rocks. It's great live. Um, it's got a lot of great live feel. I'd be very uh, surprised to see if this one was doctored at all. Because there's a lot of imperfection, a lot of out of tune in it. But a lot of rock and roll in it. And I think that's what the Stones bring over the Beatles. <laughs> Sorry. That they they bring real rock and roll. They bring it live. Well, the, 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 the Beatles perfect. the Beatles sound the same studio wise live in my opinion. The Stones have a little harder edge in their live. You haven't life. heard that album yet, so zip. Okay, it. all right, I'll zip it. <laughs> it's zipped. Mark, what do you got on Nineteenth Nervous Breakdown? Man, I was enjoying this. I connected it to my sound bar in the living room for my Bluetooth. I was just sitting there. Fuck, everybody says, listen to headphones, listen to headphones. Fucking no, have the sound pound on you. Have it like, like fucking good stereo yeah, system. I, have some speakers like I have right here. Have some speakers and sit in the middle of them. Nothing is like listening to on a good stereo system on fucking speakers. And I listened to the song on fucking soundbar. And I was like, man, I wasn't listening to this loud in the living room. I forgot to write my fucking notes because I was melting into this fucking track. This is fucking awesome. I love this fucking track, Jerry. Fucking great pick. Charles. Yeah, Jerry. 
<laughs> fuck yeah, you picked the best shit, dude. Oh, fuck um, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> fucking rule. And I'm just going to add to it, this is another great one on this album. Keith seems to have not been replaced on backing vocals here with a double mix of Mick, which is great to me because uh -oh. I'm a Keith fan. Fuck Mick. Uh, once again, Bill Wyman is just all over that neck on that bass here. If you know some bass playing, then you know what I'm talking about. This is one of his best performances, period, even on studio. If you listen to the studio track. Um, fuck, dude. Too bad he fell off in the 70s and started boning like 15-year-old chicks and shit. <laughs> and I think, Why are we laughing at that, Jerry? I don't know. But I mean... That, that so isn't funny. So did Ted. So did Steven When Tyler. you're drunk, it is. Guys. Uh, you're uh, drunk? Thank God. Look oh, at Liv Look at oh, Steven Tyler. He did it. Nugent did it. I mean, they all... Jimmy Page, they all did it. It wasn't just him. Um, this one's, I mean, he's bringing it on the majority of this record. Bill Wyman is. Yeah, he is. And this one was no different. Definitely a bit sloppier than the studio version. But the majority of the record has been. It's a very sloppy sounding album. You can see why Johnny Thunders really liked this band. And a lot of punk bands like the Rolling Stones. Better than the Beatles, even though Jerry's locked up and just looking at his microphone on the video. You got to fix that. Um, I think he pauses it, dude. I seriously one do. Of the, one of the more pure live sounding tracks on the album. My only complaint is the Wyman dive bomber technique that is on the studio version is lost a little bit here. You can hear it a bit. But not not enough to my ears. But overall, one of the better pure live sounding recordings here. So yes, Jerry, great pick. Not quite as good as last time, which you didn't listen to. But this one, <laughs> I know, I, I know that song, and I love that song. So oh, you, well, the live version is different, man. You need to check. Well, it out. I will listen to it when I'm done here. How about that? Well, right on. Yeah. So I'll listen to it right now. How about that? No, it's cool. No, no not right. Then we get to the next song, Time Is On My Side, which uh, Mooger picked. So here's Time Is On My Side on a Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
Okay, Mooger, what do you think of Time is on My Side? What's not to like about the song? It's got a two, three waltz feel to it. Um, a good flowing verse, flowing chorus. It's, uh, I love it. I've always loved the song since I was real little, little, little kid listening to Wolo here in Wolo AM here in Fort Wayne, Indiana with my dad would always turn it on in the afternoons and I'd be coloring my coloring books at like three, four years old. And they would always play, quote-unquote, the oldies or the classic music, and this song would come on and it would just mesmerize me. So it's, I've been a fan since the song. It's emotional. It's, it's personal to me, and I think this live version is amazing. That's yeah, all man. i got to say about that. What movie with the, what horror movie was this song in? I, I know, it, yeah. Um, he, kept sing, he kept singing it. Yeah, he kept singing it. Was it, it in seven? seven? Yeah. yeah. I think it was seven. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's damn. creepy as shit. Thanks for ruining my memory. That song, awesome. that makes Thanks. the song better, dude. Because yeah. it's creepy. It's like proto metal <laughs> right there, dude. Come on. Okay, yeah. I'll go. I'll go next, man. Uh, this is a fucking classic. Done great live. Harmonies are fucking great. Fucking. Uh, I'm just gonna say they do good harmonies on here, but they still wish they were the Beatles. I hear Bill Wyman. This is the first time I fucking what? hear Bill Wyman. Slapping the fucking bass on this man and fucking Charlie's going with him. Huh? Are you listening to like uh, 1980s Walkman headphones or what? The first time you heard his bass on this Oh, album. I was listening to it on a sound bar. Maybe I needed headphones, but I thought it was cool. Dude, because, you know, the bass goes with the drums. I'm hearing Charlie. But, you have but that makes that makes perfect sense because if Charlie is sounding that good, that means Bill Wyman is doing his job. He's the only one holding it down on this whole album. In I, my hear, I hear him a lot on this one. Him and Charlie just going off. Jack, that, you're going to have to re-listen to this to listen to Wyman. I listened to it three times, man. Listen to it five or six and put your headphones on. I'm saying it's great. Why am I getting... Hey. Wyman, I didn't care for. We did Ghost Head Soup. He played like two songs. Yeah. You know, I mean, on fucking Emotional Rescue, which is one of my favorite songs ever, is Emotional Rescue. That's Ronnie Wood on the bass. <laughs> which is a great bass line. But, I mean, Wyman was bringing it here. But, anyway. But, Bill you like Wyman it. is like the face you want to punch, though. You just want to knock That's what you say. No, he reminds me of George Harrison who never grew to grow well, to beard. Well, George Harrison had a slight smile. When Bill Wyman tried to smile, it was like, They hey, look like cousins hey. to me. Eh, but George Harrison had a better smile, though. Wyman George then, Harrison, never, I admit, George Harrison looked like he never was having any fun whatsoever. I get that. Um... But still, man, George rules. He did. McCart he did with the traveling Wilburys, man. He rules, but he's no Ringo. I got my mm. mind set on you. I like yeah. George Harrison's solo albums way better than Ringo's solo albums. Well, he, pro he probably had a lot more. You know, well, obviously, he had more freedom to write. And I don't like George Harrison's better than the greatest solo artist from the Beatles, Paul McCartney. And oh, of course not. I well, Paul McCartney rules. John Lennon was my favorite Beatle in the band. 
Have you go from but I mean, overall? Uh, who's your favorite? You go from Beatles? the Beatles to Wings. How many people can say they've had two successful? But I'm fun? saying, right? who's your favorite Beatle? John, who? Solo, and the Beatles. Who would you, who? who would be your favorite Beatle then? Who? Who? Me? Between John Lennon and Paul McCartney. John overall, Lennon. they're musical. John Lennon. John Lennon. I take I take Paul McCartney, man. Band on the run. Anything, Paul McCartney did not write. Better. dinner right in my life a day in the life or i'm the walrus okay what's what are, is it my time on time is on my side yes it is all right another great raw sounding recording here rich's guitar solo well hard to hear is a highlight of the track interesting that they left some some mistakes here and there you hear a vocal mistake or two that's what this album is interesting to me. Is like some of them they went to clean up and some they didn't. They left some mistakes. It was like, wow, that's kind of it's interesting to me. Like they, I give them credit. They didn't do Kiss Alive and just cleaned it up completely. This one it, it leaves some mistakes, so it's pretty cool. Um, I mean. I guess there was a method to that madness, but I, I can't figure it out. Um, it's more raw than the, the studio. Um, faster as well, like it's on crack, like a Tyrone Biggums version of this song. Um, Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> got any more of those easy teams? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I crack, Joe Rogan. I still crack there, Rogan. <laughs> Peanut butter and crack sandwich, baby. My my uh, favorite uh, my favorite thing is when they're like in a Kinko's where the customer is always wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> mine was mine was the black white supremacist, but oh, yeah, the blind guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, awesome. Yeah. He divorced his wife because she's white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Greatest ever. Well, I mean, I enjoy this version. I, I do, but I think the studio version is a little bit better. But I did enjoy it way more than uh, Lady Jane. Ooh. Yeah. Bad memories there. Why are we agreeing on this album? This is weird. Uh, not Not really. And we get to... Right. So we get to the next song. It's funny how we all picked our tracks on, on side two. So I picked I'm Alright. On the free rock podcast. All right, I know. Alright. How does Jerry feel about time is on my side? Oh, wait. Go ahead, Jerry. My bad. <laughs> time is on my side, dude. Yeah, we are the free form. <laughs> well, like a third of it. We don't know. Dude, I mean, is this song really fucking needed to be critiqued, man? I mean, they could do this with fucking overalls, fucking cigar guitar. That What's that fucking thing, that boing, 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 boing thing? I don't know what that fucking thing is called. Harp. Joe Harp. It was still fucking rule. Boing, boing, boing. It almost <laughs> That's some Hank Williams the third ass jack shit, huh? Fucking washboard or whatever the fuck they use. It would still sound awesome. This is probably one of the best songs ever. Definitely a top 100 song ever written, in my opinion. And live, they just fucking nail it, dude. It's a fucking great tune. I love it. Always have and always will. I mean, versus Britney Fox Girl School? It's close, man. Ooh. Maybe not. It's close. No, he likes that one Ooh, band. You What's like that one band you always talk about, Jerry? London Choir Boys? Oh, fuck that band. 
Yeah, uh, it's not even close to like McGuire. It's like top ten. Fugger. There it is. Fugger, Fugger. You like Brittany Fox at all? The look says no. <laughs> Uh, I guess not because he's silent. You don't yeah, like you got your mic off again, Mooger. Long way to live, Mooger. You know you need to keep this on, man. Long way. You need to keep the mic on, man. We I know my mic's on. My mic's on. We all over the place. You like Britney Fox at all? So we are on, uh, where we at? We're not on a Rolling Stones song. We're on Britney Fox. <laughs> what do you know if you like Britney Fox? Dude, we riff, dude. We do, we are not professional. We don't go in order. We fucking bring up subjects, like, in the middle of a subject. So he wanted to know if you like Britney Fox. Uh, Keep no. your mic on, dude. No. <laughs> My mic's on! Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can huh? now, yeah. Like girl school, Britney Fox is a girl. no girl school. They do have one good song on that stream on off their second album. Other than that, they suck. No, Britney Fox feel, is not good. They tried to be Cinderella and they failed. Yes, I gotta go sit in a corner and wash and cry. Okay, we're on now. On uh, I'm all right, Mark. The, I'm all right. You know what? Yeah. Jerry, I'm sorry I forgot about time I was on my side, but here's I'm Alright on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
<laughs> all right that was i'm all right man a great deep track live man this song has so much mojo to it will get you wet fucking your girlfriend what? or you man this song is so fucking amazing i love i'm all right you get how, wet. how would i get wet i said you'll get wet listening to this oh, song it's so well, much mojo in this fucking track man as we covered, you know, Courtney Cronin Dold and Mark were up there watching to be with you, and he recorded it, and he got wet. That's right. I mean, we don't because we're men. Hey, that's move your move, move your like, too, man. Just on his titties. What, what did you think about to be with you? You like that song, right, Mooger? Oh, the 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 Mr. Big song. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. Right on. <laughs> Do you does your does your JJ get wet though? <laughs> no, you don't have one. I know Mark does though. I don't have what? a JJ. I'm all right. I'll go next. Why not? Go for it. Hey, 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 baby! Time to testify. Oops, wrong song. It's not shout from the Isley Brothers. It's a. Uh, it's a fucking what, what's his name? Bo Diddley, and he ripped off Mr. Brownstone. By the way, GNR for life. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what this sounds like. You know, but a lot. That's how it would be with these old rock and roll songs. So I'm not knocking Bo Diddley. I mean, they it was they borrowed from each other a lot, so no big deal. Uh it's hard for me to tell exactly what instrument is making that otherworldly song I heard the, on this track. It's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what that instrument is. I don't know if it's a guitar. If it is, then kudos to whoever that was. And my guess it would have been Brian Jones, as he always had a unique sound to his guitar. A cool filler track here. Good energy, but far from a must-listen. Oh man, I love that track though, man. There's there's a great song by uh, George Thurgood called "Nothing." But did you hear that shit? It went like I don't know what was going on. It was that was cool. I, I like know, that. I I thought it was cool. They 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 sounded raw on the track. That's why I liked it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, hey, I mean, I didn't hate it. It's just it's not fucking like you know, undercover of the night. Or anything like that, but I mean, it was cool. You know, right. it was Did back. Everybody talk about this track. No, gonna... no, it's on Jerry and Mooger. Mooger, yeah, okay, go, Jerry. That's why I asked. Give me a break. Time to testify, baby man. Fucking Pentecostal church type music. I love it, dude. If I was ever belonging to a church, man, it would be the Pentecostal church. They had the most fun, I think, dude. No, but, no, 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 and they but just, anyway, no. yeah. I mean, they do. This song's just okay. It doesn't fucking do much for me, other than you know, it's kind of a feel-good type of song, I guess. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but uh, dude, I know, I realize you know, I'm 52 now. I realize I'd be an old, older fuck now if I was around back then. But dude, I would have loved to see these fucking guys in their prime. All those bands back then, dude. Imagine the fucking killer-ass concerts that we could have seen, man. But uh, my mom you know, saw them at Anaheim Stadium where Jagger pissed on the audience. <laughs> I'm saying this. My mom saw that show. Zeppelin, all those type of bands, dude. It would have been so fucking cool the to kinks. see the Primes. Kinks, all that shit, yeah, dude. Rules. I fucking love the Kinks. 
But anyway, we came back to this song, and it's just okay. But uh, I'm going to give it a three out of five because it is a stone. So. But I'm saying, yeah. my it's mom gone. was at that show where Mick Jagger pissed on the audience, and the girls were, like, like soaking it up, like, taking it in his piss in their mouth. Fucking disgusting. And she fucking was, like, disgusting, fucking man. horrified that those that girls would, would drink his piss. That where the dude got stabbed. That changed. Oh, Altamont? Yeah, that changed the whole world right there, yeah. that concert. Yeah, but fucking Mick Jagger pissing on the chicks in the front row and then fucking drinking it up. That's insane. Dude, well, I'm, sick. I'm a sick bastard, but that's one thing I never fucking really got into. He's a rock <laughs> god. We need to do an episode on two girls, one cup one time. <laughs> Go ahead. So Google Google two girls in one cup, Mark. You'll be freaked out. All, all right. right. So we're on the next one. He, Have you he seen won't my be on that baby show. standing in the shadow, right? Yep. No, Mooger didn't say about I'm all right. All right. Wait, well, yeah, Mooger, what's up? Well, I don't know what punk band can't credit the songs as some kind of influence because if you don't hear punk in this Zero. song, I yes, mean, I agree. It, it's just. Yeah, there's a lot of blues. There's a lot of. I mean, you can't get away from a Beatles influence when you're, you know, you're from the England and you come to America. That was a whole British invasion thing. Um, but you know, I think they were all doing a little bit of speed or something before these shows, <laughs> during these shows, because everything's like, if you were to, you know, to bring it back to Kiss, if you were to hear Kiss anywhere from about. 83 to 89 everything was like seven times the tempo of the studio version and the stones are doing that here on pretty much every song on the record and a very solid song for sure man it, it's a great song but it's it just sounds very punky to me like like i think if you ask me i mean if if you know anything about like punk the ramones are the ones who went over to england and, and inspired the sex pistols but Joey Ramon was very much into. No, 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 no. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes. No. Yes. Let's keep that. No. 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 Dude, it's a fact. No. Sex Pistol wouldn't be around without the Ramones. Right on. Yep. They started a band out of the Ramones. It is not a fact. The New York Dolls were before the fucking Ramones, and then Johnny did. Yes, they were, and then Johnny Thunders did Chinese Rocks before the Ramones, and he went to England because the New York Dolls didn't follow through. And then Malcolm McLaren made the Sex Pistols. So no, Ramones people, poof, pull back your foreskin, <laughs> kiss the dickhead. We need to review. Uh, never I mind the bullets, man. We need to review that album, hey, Charles. Hey, I'll bring it down and accept being schooled. Thank you, Charles. No problem. Going back, back to my point. The New York Dolls were way before the Ramones. Yeah, way yeah I should agree. listen to that New York Dolls episode. That episode rules. Okay, go right. But, but let me get like the Ramones. I do like the Ramones. Right. Well, let me get back, and I'm not even saying that it's like a, a pro Ramones or not Ramones. All I'm saying is that if you know anything about Joey, he loved the old like Buddy Holly's, the Elvis yeah, Presley. You know? So did Joey, Johnny Thunders too. He yeah. liked, he liked so the, I think the, a lot he of liked that the stuff. Phil Spector production too, man. Yeah. yeah. 
And so I think uh, uh, that's why I kind of bring it back to like when you listen to a lot of these songs on this record in particular, they sound a little punky. And they sound like that upbeat, four on the floor, kind of straight bass, straight guitar, straight, you know, drums. And I think that the Ramones, the New York Dolls, the you know, Sex Pistols, whoever, Johnny Thud, I think Kiss. they're kind of picked out of this. this OG Kiss, first album or two, yes. Yeah. Totally. But, so I think when you kind of go back to listening to some of the Surly Stones, it'd be kind of like, you kind of be blind to think that some of these like punk pioneers, whoever they may have been, didn't pick a little bit out of this pot. Totally. And, uh, and I'm sorry that I had a little nervous <laughs> breakdown about that. I mean... Why does everything go back to Kiss? God damn Well, because, you know, like I told you before, Mark Alden Taylor, Peter Chris attempted to get in the New York Dolls. He didn't make the cut. His good friend Jerry Nolan made it instead. Uh, but it wasn't really the New York Dolls. We're going to look at... You could look at Iggy and the Stooges. You look at... Uh, MC5. This was a lot of the proto-punk, really. But I'm just saying, I just get a little crazy because I think the Ramones are the ACDC of punk. Yeah. Where everything sounds the same. It's the same song over and over again. Whereas the New York Dolls, who get no credit. We gave them credit. We did. We did. But other people's, and also I'm mad at metal people that they stole the term poser from punk and that's the way i look at it uh but that's not movie for your fault i do like the ones, though. I you know, do. The, big, the biggest punk posers ever are fucking green day that's, oh no that's, that, that's, that's bleak 182 man no. get that straight bleak 182 green day at least has some good fucking pop punk green day really. reminds no. me a lot of cheap trick fuck green day fuck green know. day green day don't forget about some 41 Oh, oh, some who? Like 182. Oh, some 41. Some who? You know what? Bob Hay is going to make me go see a fucking Blink 182 concert because <laughs> he went with me to see fucking Slash Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. So I owe him. I said, you know what? I will. But fuck, can we like change it to the Foo Fighters? <laughs> Bob definitely sits when he pees. Okay. Three days. Fuck, um, fuck you too. I hate Green Day and you too. The Saints are coming, man. The Saints are coming. Oh, man. Man. That was you two and Green Day. Fucking saw fucking ruled. I'm gonna go first on Have You Seen Your Mother Baby go Standing in the Shadow. Interesting. Interesting Lee. This track and love you, Lee Gersman. By the way. Well you might uh, be on the video. This track and the review of it by the music magazine Crawdaddy. <laughs> okay, laugh if you want, but go ahead and Google Crawdaddy and this album and its review of the album. I like Cream. Cream is my favorite old rock band. Okay, cool. It was a reported first use of the worst of the word metal in a music review. No. Written by a gentleman named Perlman. I don't know his first name. And his exact quote was, On this album, the Stones go metal. It's mainly in the beginning of the track that the writer was speaking of. 
because it sounds like a metal press or something that was going on. As this song isn't metal as we know it, no. but it definitely had it does have a definitely a heavier feel to it than the original studio recording. It's it, it's merely an interesting side note. Uh, it's not too bad, but I do think this version misses the horns from the original studio recording. And I'm not a fan of the of the abrupt ending to it. It's actually one of the weaker tracks I think on the record, but because of the fact that a reviewer in one of the first known ever usage of the word metal and the stones went metal, I think that's an interesting historical note to this version of the song. That's some fucking killer facts. I didn't know that, dude. That's fucking awesome. Mooger, what do you think of this song? I think uh, that review says it all, because if you listen to the beginning of it, it's grungy as shit. It's, yeah, it's it, weird. It is. It's heavy. And, and then it kind of turns into a pretty cool song. I mean, kind of forgettable for me after a while, but uh, it's kind of a, it's a dark song. Don't get me wrong. Um, not exactly a happy subject, I don't think. But I've only listened to it maybe four times in my life. So that's all I have to say on that one. I like it with the... Yeah, I mean... I mean I'm going to let you go last, Jerry. I'm, I'm just letting you know. So you could go last, man. Uh, it has a great groove, done well live. And this song fucking rules. I fucking love it. I didn't know about that review, Charles. Thanks you for like letting me know that. Yeah, now thinking back at it, it is fucking kind of metalish for 1966 type shit. Fucking blue cheer. Fucking there you go, man. Fucking it's if just that go, sound in the beginning. It's like like it sounds like a metal press. The guy didn't know what metal was when he wrote that. But to think that he wrote on this album, the Stones go metal. I mean, before it even was, maybe it didn't, maybe it did inspire some shit. Who knows? It's wild. Okay, Jerry. Maybe he's the dude that invented the, you know, at least, you know, coined the first, to coined the phrase metal. Everybody, like, everybody says the dude that, uh, Stephen Wolf. Man. The dude that fucking, uh, invented the, you know, the word rock and roll, that DJ, I can't remember his name. Alan Freed. Alan Freed, thank you very much. But, uh, oh, man. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because when I heard about this, I heard kind of like a weird, you know, it's hard to say for that era type of sound to it. Because heavy metal, I don't even know what the fuck heavy metal was back then. But it was definitely something different. And it was cool about it. And uh, this is not my favorite Stone song. Um, but the manager turned out to, it is a darker type of subject, I guess, you know, lyric wise. But somehow they made it fun in this live version, you know, which is, you know, interesting in itself. But, uh, I think it's pretty cool, man. Uh, I love, you know, there are some things that are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Original about it? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm fucking drunk and fucking blabbering on here. Three out of five. <laughs> All right. We get to the last track on the album, uh, the fucking, like, major classic. Like, if you think of a, a song that's been covered a lot, uh, I can't get no satisfaction. We'll start with you, uh, Mooger. Great song. I've always loved this song. Um, once again, it's a little bit up-tempo from the original. 
I like there are some imperfections during this uh, this live take. I don't know, Charles. Did we get a lead track backed by um, Jagger again, or did we get like I don't know? What do you think? This is a live to you, or is this a straight live? Up? Well, I guess I'll go I'm gonna pass it to Charles from here. Then. All right. Well, we end with the most iconic Stone song of them all. Right, I mean, this is their signature song, and yep. of course, I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> if, I mean, if you enjoy Sammy Sammy Hagar, perhaps it sucks. So, of course, I it <laughs> rules. It rules. Uh, it isn't quite as good as the studio version, but it has that frantic energy that pretty much this whole album. With a flaw here and there, captures well. Mick is singing his ass off here. Band sounds great on the track. Even get a little piano thrown on it. Uh, I found the fade out strange though. Like could have just kept it going as I'm sure they did, and it had a huge finale. About my only knock on the song, so I'm not really sure, Mooger, if it was cleaned up that much on this one. I mean, I think it was fairly legit. I just don't know why they did that fade out because he was definitely still going. Uh, again, this album is far from perfect, but it's an interesting historical recording that I I liken to a lot of the live tracks on the Beatles anthology. Uh, great for feeling and understanding what the early Stones were about in a live setting. Just don't expect to be floored by pristine perfection if you listen to this album. But as a rock fan, I think you should check it out. And uh, just for the historical significance of the recording and where it sat in their career at the time. Yeah, man. I'll go next. I'll let Jerry go last. The song you can't or want to get away from because it's fucking, it gives me a lot of satisfaction, man. Live or studio, covered by many. If you ever heard the great Devo cover, I can't get, no, I can't get me, no, satisfaction. <laughs> like Terrible. A, and Britney's ears. Oh, yep. God. Britney's version's better. Fuck yeah. I love the fucking Devo version of this song. I think Devo. even, uh, uh, Oingo Boingo did a cover of this uh, song. Fucking court. <laughs> fucking, uh, okay, give it up. Stop <laughs> I fucking love Daddy Elfman, man. But, uh, oh, no, he did You Really Got Me by the Kinks. No, it wasn't. Uh, that was Devo. But, man, this is a great song, and I think they're fucking, uh, Charlie is beating those skins with authority. Mick is knocking it out of the park. I give this album a 10 out of 12 bong rips. I don't like two off this album. What do you think about it, Jerry? The last song. I mean, again, this is probably a top 100 song of all time written, in my opinion, dude. And Mooger mentioned it picked up a little bit tempo. I think it picked up a lot tempo wise. I think it fucking shreds like it's fast, it's furious. Um, I think it's probably this is probably one of the only songs that has pretty much been the mainstay on every one of their set lists. Would you agree with that? Through all the years. I mean, uh, they might have been one or two, maybe. It's your song, dude. Yeah, I mean, you got to play it's this It's like Honky one, Tonk but... Woman that they took out. Yeah. Or Brown Sugar they took out of it. Like, Hey Jude by the Beatles. Yeah. 
Dude, and it just fucking kicks ass live, and the song still kicks ass today, man. It's one of those songs you never get fucking tired of. I enjoy it. Yeah. I fucking love. This is actually, you know, I didn't like it as much as Mark did, but I'll still give it a, uh, a three out of five. Fuck it. Why not? But overall, but overall, what does everybody give it as a, like, live or a faux live or live, live? So, I mean, like, it's like... You know, it was you know technology back then was very limited. So I guess for the time it was all right. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't you know. Well, I gave it a ten out of twelve bong rips. So like, it's pretty high. It's pretty good quality uh, live album to me. Mooger, I think this is a an amazing historical staple stamp on a time when yeah, recording technology, doing it live in the sixties, mid sixties at that wasn't great but what a i don't care if it was studio i don't care if it was live i don't care if it was overdubbed it when i was a kid and i put on kiss alive i took it for granted i just took it at face value that's a live record this is what it's like to see kiss live and, and i is. think and i think i don't give a shit technology be damn overdubs be damn whatever i put this on i'm listening to the stones live i don't give a shit if it's a a vocal was overdubbed here, or audience was overdubbed here. I put it on beginning to end. I feel like it was a live experience, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, actually looking at, I'm looking on eBay right now. This album, the, the, the vinyl is going for 10 to $12, man. I might actually buy it. So. Get it. LP? Me, me, me. LP. The LP. Oh, yeah. I got to get that link. Me neither. I mean. I got Get You Yaya's out. I got that it's on vinyl. It's a great. It's a great historical recording. Brian Jones. Um, I mean, I love the McTaylor version a little bit better, but Brian Jones was known as this tremendous musician, can learn anything within 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, this was, it was interesting. Just for that alone, I don't care either. Kiss Alive is still my favorite live album of all time. And, uh, there we go. It's not live. Without, not live without the net that makes me jump up and pull oh, sweat. Uh, exit stage left by Rush. Yeah. Now I agree with Carl's on Kiss Alive, but I have to put just because it's my favorite band, the song remains the same, a little higher than that. But either uh, one, either one or fucking how the West was one was her. I'd rather, uh, oh, yeah, how the West is one is way Yeah, dude, for, for the time, don't you imagine yourself as a kid fucking listening to the song remains the same? Come on. Yeah, I didn't get to hear that till I was an adult because I wasn't in the Zeppelin. But coming soon, down the road, we're going to do Beatles Live at Hollywood Bowl, and then we'll see how we're gonna you feel. We're going to have to do the, I think my next pick is going to be the Doors at Hollywood Bowl then. Love it. It's tremendous. And, uh. But I won't put Oasis on you guys live. At, at, you know, I won't do that. Dude, I mean, do whatever you want, dude. I don't give a shit. I think I might do Imagine Dragons live. Oh, Britney God, Fox. Jerry. We got to do Britney Fox. you hate us that much? Live, live at the Shelby County, Indiana County Fair. Imagine we'll Dragons, dude. Can you at least give me the killers? I'm I like joking. The killers. I'm fucking joking. I like the killers. I would never, <laughs> I would never, I would never torture myself or you guys with that shit. And then live at the uh, Leesville, Louisiana Crawdad Festival. UFO Strangers <laughs> in the Night, bitches. Ario, live you get what you play for. 
great live albums. We already did the great Ted Nugent, which came out this was, week, which is doing was well. Gary, was Gary on it or no? Who? Gary. Oh, yeah. Gary was on there. It was the original bass player. Bruce Hall was wasn't on that album. Chicago live at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that REO album live. It was my next thing. Live, you get what you play for? Yeah. But I can't wait to do Right Said Fred live at the Tampa Pride Festival live. Oh, we'll <laughs> hey, we that. love everybody, man. <laughs> we do. We do. We're all for you except Hamas. So what's the tracks of the week? We're tracks of the week. Charles, you picked Oasis Street Fighting Man. Wow. I mean, it, they did a Rolling Stone song, and Liam Gallagher might be able to match Mick Jagger as far as swag. Eh. I saw Damn Yankees do that song live. It was way better with Ted on guitar and Jack Blades singing lead. Of course, he's I, the best. Jack Blades is fucking God, dude. Jack Blades is, and that guy that was on the drums. Kelly Kiki rules. Dude, I got six more videos yeah. to put, dude. I only put up two. <laughs> dude, I like Nightwing. I like Nightwing. Did you see the Night like Ranger one I put do. up? <laughs> when I hear Rock City, I get a semi-chub. Nah. <laughs> You you like the driver, man. They need to bring Jeff Watson back in the band, then I'll probably be a bigger well, fan. Oh, dude, he's sick. He can't come back. Sure, you can. your podcast. Seven you... people listen and Mark. And Jerry, <laughs> you picked uh, Kiss, Hard Luck Woman. Yeah! Just because I wanted to piss you off. How, I like that. That's one of the. No, you don't. No, you I don't like that, that song. Oh yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> that's, that's, Rod the, that's the fucking uh, what's his name Rod Stewart cover. Yeah. But, you know Peter Peter Chris. What what an amazing voice they had! It's a cool fucking tune, man. I mean, Best I'm, actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually surprised Paul Stanley could write a song as fucking nice as that, but he pulled it off. It's an incredible tune, man. I love it. So, best singer in Kiss, absolutely, <laughs> without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt, hands down, absolutely. Best voice. Best. Oh, I'm not a real Kiss fan, so I disagree with you. I like well, you have heard Strange Ways. Apparently, uh, but uh, I'm gonna go for a group. I didn't pick this group to piss you off, but it's from their first, one of their early albums. It's because I hate this city, uh, because its rival son's called Burn Down Los Angeles. Goddamn, this is like the fourth week in a row, Rival Sons. Because Rival Sons needs more credit. They are the best American fucking rock and roll band right now. Fuck the Fighters. Fuck the Foo Fighters, it's fucking rival sons. They are real. Yes, they do. God, their last album they just released I, was only I, thirty-eight I minutes. I, you guys like third, you guys like short albums, right? Thirty-eight minutes. I don't. Bringer. I don't know how to respond to that. Have you listened to the newest Hanson album? It's what? pretty good. <laughs> the newest Hanson album. <laughs> right about the same level. The fucking, I'm the sorry. Girl, the, the, huh? girls, the girls coming out this year have incredible albums. Nikki Stringfield's album is fucking yes, awesome. Nina Strauss's album. I play album's all those awesome. on that metal station. Better than Rival Sons, man. Come on now. Rival Sons, dude, they are. They're being the, foolish. They are the best American rock and roll band out there right now. You know. Yeah, I love you know, fucking, I love a... Native Sons with our buddy. I love fucking fucking Dirty Honey, but Rival Sons is the best. Them, they just fucking rule, dude. And Clutch, the best, them best and Clutch 
are the that's best American as, rock and metal out there right now. All right, yeah. That's as far as what? What's your, uh, you know, your... Uh, what do you think is the best right now? Are you saying the Are you saying, like, the best is Ghost? The best is Ghost. In no. America. America. Yes. Ghost is a lot better. Right? No, they're not American. Oh. I'm saying American rock and roll bands. Uh, they're no Swedish book. or whatever the fuck they are. What's your parameters? I mean, fucking... I said American... American yeah, rock band. Metallica's a better band. Okay, I got one that fucking is going to maybe make Jerry mad. I know 100% it's going to make Mark mad. You know who's the best American talent today that plays the guitar and writes songs? Gary Clark Chris Jr. Staple, Jr. Chris Stapleton. Dude, no, no, nice. nice. Drop the mic. Drop Chris the mic. Stapleton. I'm talking about rock. He ain't rock. He's country. I, 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 I don't have nothing against Chris Stapleton. I don't either. Do I don't either. He can do rock. Maybe your last. I'm saying semester. rock and roll American bands, man. I mean, he's no, he's no Garth, but he's pretty. If you good. heard Last Train to Memphis, yes, he's great. He's a great guy. I like him. That dude is awesome. He's the best American. I like Tennessee whiskey, dude. Oh, I love singer whiskey. songwriter right now, Charles Mark. You are on point with Rival Sons. No questions, man. But he ain't you no just want straight hard bass, drums, Wait, vocal, no. you got Rival Sons. What what are Charles, you are good with Chris Stapleton. Jerry, sorry to walk on. What are the parameters of saying that they're the best rock and roll band in America right now? Because they are. Are you saying, hold on, hold on. Can you, you saying they're better than Metallica? Give me two American rock bands are, 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 that are, are better than that actually make good albums that you can listen to every fucking song they, they do uh, on every on, fucking dude, album. Hold on, dude, dude, shut the fuck up for a second. All right, Sorry, I don't even get Metallica, Tesla, those bands, are they better than them right now? Yes. They're metal. They are. They are better okay, than well, uh, Rival you, Sons. I don't know what Rival Sons. Rival Sons is better than Metallica right now. I like the new Rival Sons. The last two albums better than 72 Seasons, although I do love 72 Seasons. Rival Sons gives you new Americana rock and roll. I do like them, but saying they're the best right now. They are the best. They need... Dude, in Europe, they're huge. America likes Nicki Minaj. There you go, man. Come on. Uh, whatever. Yeah. All right, then we get to the movie. I do like that. I do like that. They're saying they're the fucking best right now. I mean, that's a little fucking stretching. Well, give me a brand uh, band within the last ten years or better. All right, I'll think about it. And I'll let you know. You and have I'll to think about, about it, right? It just doesn't come right. Well, because I'm fucking drunk right now, and I'm thinking about Ronnie Dio for some reason. I have no fucking well, idea why. Well, he's been gone longer than ten years. I don't know why he's. He's been ahead the last five minutes. Have no Dude, that idea last why. album he did, Heaven and Hell, was amazing. Anyway, what are we, where are we at now here? We're at the Moody's track, man. Austin Mead, yeah, Blackout. Is. I didn't listen to it. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's okay. This song is like an autobiography of me. It's kind of like a country song, but kind of trying to be rock. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's a song I've come into recently. Everybody else doesn't need to like it. And I'm pretty sure everybody, the other three people in this window don't like it. But I, I never heard, heard it. So. Like, heard it, so I can't to say. It yeah. It's okay. It, to me, it's just I just like to. This, <laughs> it's kind of like my autobiography. Unfortunately, you try to clean up, you end up back down. You try to clean up, you back down. You try to clean up, you end up back down. So it's okay. It, it just spoke to me. I like it. I dig it. 
We all have a song like that. Will someone there stands Chris Stapleton like it? Mooger Fruger? I don't know. I like um, Chris Stapleton. I like, no, I like, I like. You know, the song yeah. I should have picked is the difference between whiskey and you. You know, and that's a Chris Stapleton song. And yeah, Chris Stapleton is probably one of the best American songwriters right now alive. Um, but this song, awesome. he asked me for a track of the week. I had just happened to listen to it a few times. I was like. Why not throw something new into the ring? It's not something old. It's, it's something kind of new. It's something out of everyone's wheelhouse here, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. But it was, um, you know, that's why I threw it out there, man. I mean, like it, 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 it doesn't matter to me. What's that? What did I pick again, Mark? Oasis. You picked uh, Oasis Street Fighting. Oh, Grace Band the 90s. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, it ain't no bush. That I know Pantera, you... <laughs> bitch. Pantera. Pantera didn't write "Live Forever." Bush. Okay, that's a great song. Oh. but uh, well, man, coming uh, next week. Coming next week. By the way, we'll see what we think about '90s Oasis. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Like, share, subscribe. Okay. Love y'all and Mooger. And glad you're on. And got some. Rolling Stones and uh, listen to something different. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. And again, just check this album out. It's 33 minutes. Not very long. And we talked way longer than the album was. And it's cool for a sig historical significance, if nothing else. There you go. Uh, Even though uh, Kiss Alive before there was a Kiss Alive. So stop picking on Kiss Alive, you fucking haters! After I after I heard this album, after I heard this album, I go, man, that crowd is so obnoxious. Now I know why. I go, well, this ain't the Beatles. Why are they that loud? But <laughs> you said they started riots. But uh, Jerry, man, final thoughts, man. Yeah, as you can tell, how drunk and happy I am. I I really do love doing this chore of a show. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jerry, can I say? That is awesome that you used my own words against me. Keep that shit up. I love it. Oh, of course. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. And like I said, another fucking great album to review. I mean, revisit, man. Awesome. I'm actually probably supposed to only 10 or 12 bucks on eBay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, Mooger, thanks for being on, man. And uh, I love doing this show, you know, in spite of what Mark might say. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it every week. I really do. But, uh, you know, sometimes life rings the doorbell, you know what I mean? you got to take care of it. But uh, anyway, that's uh, like and subscribe. Give us some good reviews. All other shit. I'm fucking drunk and rambling. So uh, now i got to go deal with the wife. It's not going to be very fun because she hates it when I'm drunk by myself. So. Uh, or, but you're not or, by yourself. Like you're with or us. Don't subscribe, you fuckers. I think about I think about asking Charles that the, the, the fucking uh, video message her to talk to her again to put her in a good mood. So well, do, <laughs> do that, man, because she hates me. But uh, Mooger, man, we want to thank you for being on here. Any final thoughts, Mooger? Well, always thank you for letting me stink up the podcast. I mean, I appreciate being here, Charles. Thank you for the education. No problem, Mark, Jerry. Thank you for always giving me yeah, the opportunity and an and, 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 uh, opportunity to check out something maybe I wasn't so in tune with. And I really enjoyed listening to this record. I really enjoyed the podcast. 
And I am always open ears and open hearts to learn new things, and I appreciate the time. Thank you for having yeah, me. No, thank you, dude. It's our pleasure, brother. We appreciate you, man. And we're getting the fuck out of here right now, so you guys have a great day. And if I can just, if I can, don't worry about shit, man. Drink some booze and smoke some weed, man. Good advice. Yeah, man. Bye-bye. Later, guys.
If never I met you, I'd never have seen you cry. If not for a first hello, we never have to say goodbye. If never I held you, my feelings would never show. It's time I start walking, but there's so much you'll never know.
cigarettes Looks like my phone is dead Stupid shit again Still hanging with the same crowd Try to remember when To turn to 6am Hope I still got some friends Can someone take me home now? Promise myself that this is it Strong out influence Then I go straight ThatMetalStation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on ThatMetalStation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.